Chim chim chimney chim chim chiru. I have a shitty dick and it's because of you. <coughs> Sound good from your end? Hershey gold in my throat. <laughs> uh, Hello. Nope, that's it's still in my throat. <clears> throat. Okay, I think it looks good, so I might just keep that. <coughs> mm. <laughs> still delicious after a week. It was funny. I, I was going to apologize to you because mm-hmm. I didn't bring you like a, a candy or a f- anything to like fuck you over. And as soon as you walked in, you just started grabbing the leftover Hershey's gold from yeah, last week and just did there, it to yourself. So, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, there you go. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Worked out well. Yeah. It was way better than I thought. I was like, I don't even have anything this week to fuck with him. But nope, they're still there. He's still going for them. Nope. I always find a way to sabotage myself. It's fine. <laughs> That's good. Uh, what's going on? Uh, I don't know. I spent a lot of today crying. That's fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, so started off with, uh, we had to take three of our six cats to the vet. Um, just like the kitten and the mom, just shots and exam, everything all healthy. Uh, and then I got the bill. So that was the first tears. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, but yeah, so there's a show on Netflix called 13 Reasons Why. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. Uh, season two just came out um, last Friday. And so Marianne had watched it. Um, she says, like, this should be mandatory watch. Like, every high school health class, they should watch this show. Um, and I hadn't watched it. So I started watching it and, like... As it goes on, it gets fucking worse and worse. I'm imagining Requiem for a Dream, but for, like, teenage sex. Yeah, so the the premise of the show is that there's a girl who committed suicide, and before she did, she recorded 13 tapes, and these are her 13 reasons why she killed herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it could also just be called People Suck, the TV show, because, wow, fucking... Yeah, so we watch um, the third to last episode, and I'm just bawling because I'm a pussy. We've established that. Mm -hmm. And then I go off because today was uh, community day for Pokemon. I go out and walk around the community campus. (laughs) I can't wait to hear why you cried really. Tear stream, tear, you know, dried tear streams down my face. Your mascara. Yeah. My mascara just running all over, uh, catching Pokemon, uh, and then ran some errands, came back, uh, and then watched, uh, had to watch the Fright Night 2 remake, which was tragic in its own way, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and then watched the last two episodes, and fuck, man, those last two, those, they fucking get you. You ever seen the event? Uh, no. Wonderful movie. Wonderful, wonderful movie. And I think you've talked about it on the show before. I, I probably have, but uh, the movie was over when I wa- my wife and I watched it. We're both crying, yeah. and she looks at me, and she's just got tears running down her face, and I'm crying, and she's like, that was the best movie ever. <laughs> and she's like hyperventilating because yeah. she's crying so much. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty wonderful. Yeah. Not horror at all. Nope. What probably is horror is they made a season two, and I see absolutely no reason why there needs to be a season two. 
the premise of the show, 13 Reasons Why I Killed Myself. Mm -hmm. There are 13 episodes, Mm -hmm. one for each of the reasons. Sure. Now there's a season (laughs) two. (laughs) I'd have no idea why. I showed you my haunting of uh, uh, Connecticut 2 Ghosts of Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. It's from the same producer, I think. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, So that was a big day for you. Sure, it was yeah. it was a taxing day. It sounds like it. It sounds exhausting. Yeah, um, I have had a kind of a rough one myself. All right. Uh, so like my fucking Cub Scouts. <laughs> so like we, I had we went to like a animal sanctuary today, and uh, oh, that's the Hershey's Gold right there. <laughs> Numbers. <laughs> My favorite part is he doesn't even really like this candy. It sucks. <laughs> Unless they want to sponsor us. Then it's great. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely. It's wonderful. Hershey's gold. Ding. Woo. I think I just stole Netflix's song. <laughs> dun dun. <laughs> Which they just they just made the uh, Law and Order sound louder. Yeah. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to this animal sanctuary. And it, it was basically what I expected. Like you got to see... Uh, animals that were rescued uh, from Barnum and Bailey circuses, from roadside places, from people that took them as pets and mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, a couple of things uh, about this funny, trip. Because I think the circus is in town right now. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so like we got, there was like a tiger that had cancer that she's like, he hasn't eaten for five days. <laughs> He's going to die. He's going to die really soon. Have fun, children. <laughs> like, they talked about uh, the Zanesville Massacre, which I remember dealing with, uh, where, so this dude, and I didn't remember the details, but luckily she told us and the entire <laughs> Boy Scouts all of the details. All the seven-year-olds. Uh, which was that uh, this uh, this uh, veteran, uh, this Vietnam veteran went to jail because he was a huge libertarian and thought he was unjust in going to jail for his gun laws and he had like 30 60 whatever number of of exotic animals in ohio legally Uh, but he got out of jail and they were all uh doing really bad because he had hired uh an 18 year old guy to take care of him and his wife let it all go to shit Mm -hmm. uh so he got back and everything was falling apart so he killed himself and let all the animals loose and I remember this happening because I lived in Ohio at the time, far wow. enough away from this, but it was a huge deal because mm-hmm. they had to go out. So they had 40 animals. They had in like a 14-hour window, they had to go and shoot. Crazy. The only reason I know 14 hours is because she's saying all this to the <laughs> seven-year-old kids. Like, so we got, we have a 35-year-old baboon that is like the equivalent of like an old lady with a walker. Like mm-hmm. she, this poor baboon can barely, but I get it, but that's what the sanctuary is for. Yeah. Um, it's not a zoo. It's not a zoo. This is what it's for. Or it's the worst zoo. Um, but uh, uh, so she, the, she was talking about white tigers. Okay. She's talking about white tigers and how everybody's like, oh, I want more white tigers. That'd be, I love them so much. She said, well, no, all of them are descended from one tiger that was found in the 1970s. So every white tiger that exists is a descendant of this. So it's inbreeding and things like that. Yeah. You've seen the one with like the real smashed up face. that's all fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why. And she said, every time somebody says they want to see more of them, I tell them. And remember she's doing a tour with 10 with children. There's 10 adults, 15 children. And she's where she's even got the little thing 
wrapped it around the little microphone and the little boombox that's hanging around her neck, like Flav so Flav. So, so she, she can really so you hear. can really hear. And she says every and there is a kid in our in our group in a wheelchair who obviously was born with some affliction. Okay. And she says, every time somebody says that, I say, would you like to see more children born with Down syndrome or mongoloidism? Okay. Here's, I, I didn't do my research here. Maybe the egg is on my face. It the often term, is. The term mongoloid is super dated and horrible, correct? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Like, that's not a thing anymore, right? She didn't reference those coloreds. <laughs> okay, but I, isn't that the same? That's charming at this point, maybe. <laughs> she was not 115. If she was 115, it might have been charming. But she said this to the group of individuals, including a child that was born, obviously, with some genetic complication. Wiktionary says mongoloidism just means Down syndrome. So she was just redundant with what yeah. she was saying. She was probably really offensive and redundant. Yes. Uh, but mongoloid, like mongoloid is a term I think that is so far removed that it's like looping back around. Like if someone calls somebody a mongoloid, it doesn't hold the same weight as dropping the R bomb on somebody. Right. Like, like you say, somebody's a retard, like it's still new enough in the, the, the English, like our, 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 our language Mm -hmm. that it still stings. Like it's, it's, it's the N word for someone with down syndrome right unless they're actually african-american in which case the n-word's still the n-word okay but not to get into a john mulaney bit but you just said retard you just said retard and then you said the n-word so obviously one's worse touche anyway so i'm hanging out with this african-american kid with down syndrome and i was asking him what he thinks is worse if i call him um Anyway, so I really didn't think that that was – she needs to get rid of that from her spiel, Yeah, I think, really bad. Especially because it's redundant. Yeah, exactly. That, I'm not even offended. I'm just offended by her. As someone who doesn't have Down syndrome, <laughs> I'm not necessarily offended by the word. No. But as someone who enjoys the English language <laughs> and how best to use it. It's my favorite. I do it every day. Mm-hmm. I use English <laughs> every day. It offends me and my sensibilities. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there was that. I was also annoyed because she was like the person that was in charge of the whole thing. And I got there and she, like I put my, she gave us a little speech like this is sanctuary. It's not a zoo. Please don't prompt the animals into saying anything or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> like talking smack about their neighbor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, and she said, would, would you mind being an ambassador? And I was like, Okay, like she motioned for my hand to give me a little wristband, like a little green wristband that says ambassador and said, like, we're what we can stay within the group, but we're welcome to go off or whatever. She now you have diplomatic immunity, but she never really explained what I was doing at all. So I thought, all right, a best case scenario, they're telling if I'm an adult that if kids get lost, go find somebody with a green tag. Mm -hmm. I never. So then we went off, waited for our group to start or whatever. Yeah. I don't know this. It's the only reason I can think. But people ask me way too many questions like I knew what was going on or I worked there. 
So I think I got deputized or did, something. Did she have a green wristband? No, but she obviously had, like, she was obviously worked there because she had the outfit and mm-hmm. stuff. And I didn't see, I kept, then I started looking because people were asking me questions about the animals and, like, where shit was. And I was like, the only reason they could be asking me this is because of this green wristband. So I think they thought I was, like, the worst ambassador ever, when I, which I have no idea what I was doing. Were you wearing a polo and khaki shorts? I was, no, I was wearing a okay. horror t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Because that's the kind of, that's exactly the kind of person you would ask. Yeah, sure. At a, a animal sanctuary. Yeah, I was dressed like Crocodile Dundee. I mean. <laughs> yeah. And I was holding a koala, mm-hmm. so. It's um, good, you said koala, not koala bear. It's good. Um, yeah, it was, it was all right, though. The, the little boy, I felt terrible because uh my son wanted a drink so we went to the water fountain he's getting a drink i'm like i'm thirsty i'm gonna get a drink little boy in the wheelchair comes out of the bathroom and obviously wants a drink but i'm next in line (laughs) so i'm like in my head do i let him have the drink next even though i'm in line because he is a little kid but he's also a little kid in a wheelchair but Mm -hmm. am i doing double am i doing that just because he's in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. i don't know what to do right now yeah. Uh, and luckily, so he just pushed over his wheelchair and ran. Yeah, exactly. I just panicked. <laughs> called him an R-word N-bomb. <laughs> just panicked. Uh, but he but he ended up going to the back or whatever, went behind me to wait his turn. But then I realized, too, like, I'm bending down with my mm-hmm. face right, in, or my ass right in his face while I'm trying to take a drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, the two really cool parts of this thing okay at one point we walked past these lions male fe- lion female lion uh and like they said that you can hear them from five miles away on the african plains and three miles away where they're at now because there's more shit mm. uh and we left and then when we were, had turned a corner and like we were gone yeah they started roaring back and forth at one another and it was fucking awesome like sincerely yeah. it was awesome like you could feel it like reverberating in your chest cavity like it's so loud and yeah. deep like you're at a concert it, it was exactly like you're at a concert or like a plane or something like that what the fuck just happened did you hear that yeah some is that in the audio or is that in our headphones i don't know did you get a text at that moment some, i got notifications from facebook yeah that's what that was weird airplane mode um so yeah that was really cool the other one was there was like we were walking past this tiger and she was like don't fuck with this tiger just keep walking especially because we just fed it so like it had like a quarter of a deer carcass laying there that it was getting ready to eat (laughs) she was like it's our most skittish one don't take pictures just keep walking yeah and it was like creeping alongside our group and it fucking ran and jumped at the fence at my son and roared and it was fucking (laughs) awesome like there's that moment where your head fights your fights your immediate fear like your mm-hmm. you know uh, your immediate reaction is there's a fucking tiger jumping and roaring mm-hmm. but you know that there's a fence there and yeah. it's not going to be able to get you uh and he even though he's a pussy like had the same reaction which was like a nervous laugh yeah um but it was pretty awesome dude like seeing <laughs> it trying to eat my son yeah that's you know that's a moment you guys are always gonna have <laughs> it really was cool mm-hmm. so it was a good time. Still frustrated with the scouts thing, however, because oh. I ended up being the ambassador and <laughs> am now debating mongoloidism. <laughs> uh, so a couple weeks ago, uh, I I live near or live. I don't live. I work for the time being near the zoo. Um, 
and uh, I called Marianne after work, and I was like, "Hey, what you, I'm gonna pick something up for for dinner. What do you want?" And you know, we had the conversation, and then uh, like as she's hanging up the phone, she's like, "Hey, don't hit a giraffe," and I was like, "What? What the? F- what the fuck is that? Like your new quirky thing?" to say and she's like no there's a giraffe loose escape to the zoo <laughs> i was like what the why why did we just have a dinner conversation when i need to know that there's a giraffe on the loose that yeah. is like two blocks away from me those can kick your head off yeah but i was in my car i probably would have been safe maybe if i had to i would hit it like hit the e-brake and you know, slam the side right into it. <laughs> you could have turned into Vin Diesel all of a sudden. Exactly. I feel yeah. like you'd be more likely to turn into Paul Walker in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> that got a slow clap. That was good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've developed a new prejudice that I just found out this week. All right, let's hear it. Um, so I've developed a prejudice, I think, against people wearing red hats with white lettering. Because <laughs> you think that's MAGA people? Yeah, exactly. I saw a dude this week, and he was like in the store, and I was like, look at this motherfucker with your Make, make America Great Again sh- sh- uh, hat. Mm. Motherfucker, I'm going to, what a piece of shit. Bet you want to just kill kids don't you yeah. oh shit it says it's for a construction company or a bowling league <laughs> how you doing fella i feel like you owe an apology <laughs> didn't even talk to you bye it's funny like you know 20 years ago we were like ah oh, fuck it's fred durst now we're like ah oh, fuck it's a trump fan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did he wear those hats he wore a red new york yankees hat all oh the fucking yeah time. i remember that yeah yeah it's been like a political week, huh? It has. Like, shit's happened. Yeah. Shit always happens, but... Shit does. Did you hear about the racist lawyer? Racist lawyer? Yeah. No. Oh, this... oh, yeah. What? Yeah, the, the... You need to stop speaking Spanish. Yeah. It's America. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. Did you hear about the millennial group that did the GoFundMe thing? Oh, to... Uh, yeah. Go ahead. So, this racist lawyer... So, he turned out to be a lawyer, but it's just this dude freaking out in like a delicatessen or a lunch yeah it's like a a sandwich shop maybe something yeah it's a sandwich shop and he's freaking out yelling at everybody saying they need to speak english and he's telling these people that he's sure that they're on welfare and they're hiring illegals uh and this person and that person's also speaking spanish and genuinely being just the most ignorant piece of shit that you've ever met Mm -hmm. so he's got to be a moron right oh yeah Definitely. Uh, nope. Turns out he's a lawyer, so he graduated law school. Michael Cohen is also a lawyer. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so this group, and they even have the word, like, millennial in their name, so it's a group of young people. Oh, I think it even said, like, social justice millennials or something, right? Anyway, they did the coolest fucking thing. They hired a mariachi band to go outside of his house, and then they hire, and then people... Pay, they had some donated but they had they handed out free tacos so they had a mariachi band playing and they handed out free tacos and i was like that's handling it so fucking awesome the best part was like people found out this is the third video that people have put like on youtube or facebook about him mm-hmm. like he has two other like racist rants <clears throat> like 
he just ate another Hershey's Kisses. And he, <laughs> it closes up his throat every time. I think you're allergic to caramel. Maybe. And you, like, almost die each time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but, like, yeah, he, he, he was immediately evicted. His office was, like, immediately evicted. Like, you're, you're out of here. Uh, basically, his whole life is ruined because he's an asshole. It's like all of the dudes that were doing the neo-Nazi marches. Yeah. The Tiki Torch people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It's been a real weird week. But fucking... That's the weird part, is that... No, it wasn't. Yeah. No, we should be... Nor- this is normal. <laughs> yeah. This is the new normal. Yeah. Oh, Trump got caught in another lie? Oh, okay. Not going to do anything about that? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's we'll let, let's not rant. Yeah. Let's get back on track. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about bad horror movies. Fright Night. Okay. Well, we're gonna talk about a good horror movie. Then. Oh. Okay. So that tells me what you thought about it. I guess. Yeah. Give me your synopsis and your thoughts on Fright Night. Uh, vampire moves in next door. That's cool. really all you need. Overall thoughts. Uh, it was a, a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, love. I've always loved Roddy McDowell. Um huge uh planet of the apes fan uh but yeah i enjoyed it uh fright night is a classic yes it's about for a reason yeah i feel and you didn't you, you thought this was creep show i before. thought that this was an anthology yeah yeah uh obviously not and this uh so, so we get uh william ragsdale as charlie and he's making out, trying to get with amanda bierce amy she's amy in this right mm-hmm. I think uh, they're, yeah they're all amy uh and he, I realized having seen the other ones and watching this, like he's, he's, he could tip into douchebag territory. Sure. Like he's kind of, he's not forcing himself on his girlfriend, but he's trying to guilt her a little bit. He's oh, pushing, yeah. he's pushing her. Yeah. Um, Typical teenage stuff, unfortunately. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so he's pushing her. Um, but he sees somebody moving in next door and there's a coffin that they're carrying into the basement. Yeah. That seems odd. Mm-hmm. And he becomes uh, a little obsessed with that. Yeah. Um, and pretty quickly realizes Chris Sarandon, his neighbor is totally a vampire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this was, this is Tom Holland. So we talked about did child's play. Yep. Uh, this is his movie. And, uh, he wanted to make a movie that was, um, someone that was aware because everything he kept seeing was like, what is this creature? I've never heard of a vampire before. Yeah. And this is someone that is very aware mm-hmm. of what a vampire is and stumbles across one. Yeah. Um, which led me to think, how would you convince someone in real life? If you totally did find a vampire where any, any fucking thing, mm-hmm. how you couldn't convince me. You couldn't like, I would have to see it happen. Right. There's nothing that you could say. I would either think you were fucking with me or you were insane. Yeah. Yeah, it, you. It's it, it would be real hard. Then that's I mean that's why I like the movie is that they don't believe him. Like, oh, you're, it's not like oh Charlie's being Charlie. It's oh Charlie fucking snapped. We <laughs> we are his friends. We say that we love him. Let's we need to help him. <laughs> Something went wrong in his brain, like just went wrong in my mouth there, and. uh yeah, we need to help him. Um, so he sees this going down. And mm-hmm. even really quick in the movie, the vampire Chris Sarandon fucking tells Charlie, yes, I'm a vampire. Yeah. 
like he lets him see it. He sees him uh, kill a woman next door mm-hmm. and dispose of her body. Am I moving too fast for you? Stop me if I'm, you got specifics here. I mean, I don't want to overlook Peter Vincent, vampire killer mm-hmm. on the TV. Yep. Uh, hosting Fright Night. Yes. Uh, which everything about that is great. Yeah, like it's, it's the it's the the shitty uh, local. Hey, we're gonna run these. Yeah, it's a horror uh, host. Horror, yeah, the horror host. But he just happened to be in a lot of the movies that he's yeah. done, and he's just like, this is where his career is right now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's Christopher Lee. You know, I mean, that's yeah. what Christopher Lee turned into. You know, Christopher Lee when he was in his nineties released a metal cd yeah it's pretty awesome right yeah like i don't like metal and i've never heard it but the sheer fact that he was releasing any kind of music in his Mm -hmm. 90s is pretty fucking awesome i think it's all about like the crusades and shit is it yeah it's like it's like real like biblical war shit like christian war shit old people love history huh yeah (laughs) and tom they're tom carosic old people and tom carosic I thought you meant they love Tom Gorosic. Oh. Wouldn't that be awesome if he like, <laughs> like, like he just started playing senior centers and stuff? Like that's the only place he got gigs. It's just that would be great. Um, we were driving in the car today, and my wife. Uh, uh, that wasn't my wife. It was my dad. I was driving with my dad today. <laughs> so anyway, my dad is sucking my dick as I'm driving to, down the road in the car, and. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, my wife did that too. I got confused about which one it was. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, I think it was my dad. Doesn't matter. My dad or my wife. There's another human <laughs> being that is somewhat close to you. Uh, made the observation that uh, they they there was a photographer in front of us, and it said like weddings, senior pics, or whatever. And he said, "Oh, at first I thought it was like old people." And I said, that would be incredible. I want to do that. When I turn 65, I want to get senior pictures taken. We need to start that trend. That would be great. It's 55, by the way. Is it 55? It's 55. You get old fast, man. Holy shit. We're almost yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> we are closer to old than not old. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. You want to get senior pictures taken with me? Sure. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, you think we'll make it to 60, 55? Oh, okay. Depends on how well we do on the bet. We should. <laughs> Touche. Uh, so Peter, Peter Vincent uh, is Roddy McDowell, who is super charming in everything that he does. Mm-hmm. Does awesome. Um, and he's the local vampire slayer who also happens to be that is filmed locally to where he is. So yeah. he's within distance of Charlie mm-hmm. uh, because Charlie figures out I need to convince. Uh, he tries to convince his girlfriend, Amy. She doesn't want anything to do with it. Right. Uh, he tries to convince, convince his best friend, Evil Ed, Ed uh, about it. How? What do you think about Evil Ed in this film? Uh, I don't think he ever got on my nerves, but I think I enjoyed how close he came to just fucking getting on my nerves. It's the perfect degree mm-hmm. of like... I can't handle much more of you, but the amount that I'm getting is perfect. Yeah, like, exactly. He would be just exhausting to like be with for oh, any length of time. Certainly. But his annoyingness is charming and his energy level is there. Like that's a really hard line to, mm-hmm. to nail. And that was a tightrope and the movie and Stephen Jeffries who played him 
nailed it because yeah. nailed it like the reincarnations of him. I don't think nailed. Um, oh no. Um, but it's such a tightrope to try to describe like he's the annoying one, but he's not really that annoying and he's kind of charming and he's kind of nerdy, but he's still sympathetic, but he's also kind of a dude. Like he's a, he's a teenager. <laughs> like, yeah. <and> like, yeah. <laughs> he's a I just, fucking nerdy, geeky teenager. Yeah, exactly. Um, who's a little crass, but he's, yeah. And uh, I think, I don't know if I've, I think a lot of things try, I think this is what Eli Roth tries to do in every movie. Is have somebody that can like? You think that's it? He I just, don't know. It's got to be something, right? We don't need to talk. Evil, evil Ed. We- <laughs> it's like I gotta, I gotta write that guy. I've never been able to do it. He just every draft is just trying to find his evil Ed substitute. Hmm. That would explain some kind of a Holocaust thing. <laughs> but but you get my parallel there, right? Like you go too far either way, and oh, it yeah. either becomes a Steve Urkel caricature. Mm-hmm. Or or it just becomes a douchebag, yeah. and it's really hard to nail that that dynamic. And I think between the directing, the writing, and the acting, it nailed it yeah. for Evil Ed. I think it was probably. I think that. I think that actor is probably kind of that person. I don't know how much of an affect that was. Yeah, uh, met him at a convention. Super super quiet. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's not that guy now, I don't think. Hmm. Um, yeah. Do a line of coke with him and see how he feels after that. Do you think he was coked up during this movie? <laughs> no. I think he was coked up on being a teenager or 20-something. Wow, that. Sorry. You well, just killed our audience. I was, he's done other work. Did you know, Have you seen him in anything else? Uh, not that I know of, but I saw like his IMDb that they described him as quirky. And I was like, oh, so he's like this in every... What's up with this here? This is his other work. Just... The fuck? What? What? What's wrong? Hmm. What's the matter? What's the matter? This isn't a visual podcast, bro. I know, and I don't want to paint a picture because oh. I want to spare our audience. What? That's Evil Ed, bro. He's, okay. Is he there yet? That's fine. I don't. Why are you playing porn on the podcast? I'm, I'm not. You can't see it. Can you see him? It's Evil Ed, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you're going to give me on this thing? You're playing gay porn for me, <laughs> and you want a good reaction on the podcast? Yeah. No. Why? It's, Why? Because it's evil led. This is relevant. I, Do you see that? I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, why is this still a thing that's happening? Because it's that's a squeaky bed, bro. Do you hear that bed squeaky? I can't see it because I'm just holding it up towards your face. Yeah, and I'm staring you right. In the is eyes. that bed a squeaky? Like, it's a bed, I assume, right? That's a bed, right? This is that is what not, I'm hearing? This is not good radio. <laughs> well, just... What are they doing right now? Tell me. Give me a play-by-play. <laughs> um, Do you have a boner? Apparently they made six houses. <laughs> um, All right, I'll pause this. There's some screams. All right, hold on. Let me... There you go. I paused it. There you go. I'll right, just sit it right there. All right, it's off. 
So. <laughs> Uh, evil Ed, everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you think that was going to happen today? No. No? No. You didn't look at his IMDb too close then, obviously. Apparently not. Uh, anyway, are you actually mad at me right now? I am. I was having fun on this podcast. <laughs> this uh, is, the, this is yeah, this was a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. No. Now it's over. Yeah. I ruined it. Yeah, you did. Okay. Um, can we talk about Chris Sarandon turning it? I'll turn this off even. There you go. I'll unplug it so you know no more porn's coming. Okay. Are we better now? Like, I'm not, like it doesn't even matter that it was... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, moving on? Can we move on already, Justin? Are you Are you going to put that away? <laughs> okay. Uh, Amanda Bierce mm-hmm. uh, is maybe the only person that I don't buy in this movie. And is it just because I see her as Marcy Darcy and being an adult? Marcy Darcy. She was Marcy Darcy. I. That's a name. Yeah. Married with children? Oh. She was a neighbor. Okay, yeah. Is it just because I see her as an adult? maybe like when i know someone at a certain age like it weirds me out to see them at different ages and i always just imagine them that age mm-hmm. like when you're watching that gay porn yeah yeah you're like oh he was younger once do you know how many porns i had to watch to go through that to find that guy it was probably just a happy coincidence <laughs> just so happened yeah. yeah it's like what are the odds i just stumbled across this yeah <laughs> uh coach smith <laughs> I don't get that. that. Explain some things. I don't get that. I just named something. I almost said our actual football coach, but just because that was the first name that came to mind when mm-hmm. I thought of the word coach. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want to slander his name because I know nothing about that. Mm-hmm. I just always thought it would be funny to come across like a teacher or somebody that you know in porn that uh, we've talked about that before that's just everyone's goal yeah. all every time you click you just want to find that yeah because we had that discussion I don't what know if that that's true but what, what if tom was in the bottom of a bukkake mm-hmm. how yeah. would you react always comes back to gay porn for you doesn't it <laughs> you're, you're scared of your vaginas <laughs> i almost said very you've thrown me off my game. I, I totally like, have really hard I, <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's exactly what I wanted to have happen, but now that it happened, I'm a little disappointed now. I just want you back. That sounds like every one of your plans ever. <laughs> All of everything that you want where it's like, hey, this will be funny because it's a real dick move. This will be real funny. And then it's it's funny for maybe a tiny second, and then you just have to deal with the consequences. I think you need an intervention, Russ. <laughs> I'm good with it. <laughs> okay. So it's Rear Window with Vampires. It's Rear Window with Vampires. The vampire who loves fruit. Yes. Uh, and that was another Tom Holland thing. He was talking about how they'd probably be crossbreeding. And like they don't necessarily just have to be vampire bats. Probably fruit bats somewhere along his ancestry, too. Weird. So it was something new that I hadn't seen put into the, uh, like the vampire 
yeah. history or whatever. So I thought that was cool. I just thought it was a cool affectation, and then th- there's a weird explanation for it. Yeah. Uh, he eventually ends up de- uh, convincing Peter Vincent to... Or he doesn't really convince. He gets the opportunity to try to get Peter Vincent to come and uh, help Evelyn him. and Amy go to Peter Vincent and yes. say, hey, my friend is broken inside and thinks that this guy is a vampire can you come for 500 bucks uh administer a fake vampire test and they call up um jerry dandridge which is the great name for a vampire they call him up and like hey we want to do this like we know he's been harassing you and everything um you know we'll bring some crosses don't bring crosses i'm a born again christian uh well what about holy water well it's not actually gonna be blessed right no it's just gonna be tap water all right, let's do this. So here's my thing. I feel like they get to him way too easy. Like, wouldn't it be harder to get to Peter Vincent, you would think? He, oh, for them? Yeah, but I guess he's just, a. I mean, it, it wouldn't be that he's hard gonna for us. He's going to be in the phone book. It's the 80s. Everybody's in the phone book. Yeah, maybe that, Maybe I'm just thinking. But I guess if he's just a local horror host right now, it's the same thing as us finding the weather guy right you just wait in the parking lot to the weather guy for the local news station goes to his car yeah uh we went to uh a local bar for lunch on work a couple days ago and uh the local sportscaster came in had a liquid lunch it was fun yeah it was fun i don't know it was probably fun for him oh i thought you had a liquid lunch like uh like a protein shake or something for your bet. Yeah, no. no. I'm eating Hershey's. <laughs> you know what I hate? Hershey's gold? Because I do. Starbucks. So. Okay. I don't, I don't hate Starbucks, but what I hate is I see people get like uh, these giant uh, quote unquote coffees in the morning. And it's basically just a fucking milkshake. Yeah. Like no one would go through Dairy Queen at seven in the morning. Because they know that you don't drink milkshakes for breakfast. But they will go to Starbucks and get ice cream and chocolate drizzle and chocolate chunks and chocolate shreds and cinnamon on their in their quote-unquote coffee drink. And it still has a 1,000 calories. And they're 100% fine with it. Yeah. It's genius from Starbucks perspective. But every time I see people with that, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You would never go through Dairy Queen and get a giant blizzard for breakfast because that's exactly what you're drinking. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's pretty genius that they pulled that off, right? Like, it's hip to have it in a Starbucks. Sure. I don't know what's so genius. It's genius that they sold a product that a lot of people go and get every morning. What that product is, whatever. I don't think it... I don't think their intent was... Hey, let's take a Dairy Queen Blizzard, put it in a cup, and make it okay to drink for breakfast. I think their intent was, "Hey, what are all the way? What are all the things we can do with coffee to sell coffee?" And it's their people's fault for they. <laughs> I don't disagree, but my point is, <laughs> they fucking tap something that shouldn't have been any surprise that more people want more ways to ingest sugar in the mornings. Um, one of the most the best things that i love about this movie is the effects mm-hmm. like i feel like everything from uh chris sarandon's fingers being super long and his fingernails mm-hmm. uh to when he actually turns into a big ass bat 
to his morphing like he does these half morph turns into vampires and things right. like when he gets a pencil stabbed through his hand mm-hmm. all of them look fantastic right and they're they're real smart because a lot of them are off screen like they don't show more than more than they have to mm-hmm. um so you think you think it looks much better than it probably was probably yeah uh and that's the genius of filmmaking yeah and i think we said the same thing about tom holland before when we were talking about child's play with how good chucky looked throughout the entire film mixing Mm -hmm. those things yeah uh and i think he's just a really talented guy when it comes to making sure that you show enough to be impressive and you don't hang out too long like he made you think like a fucking doll was a killer yeah it's pretty good Mm -hmm. um so peter vincent realizes that this is a real vampire because he looks at his pocket mirror which why does he have that makeup cocaine it's, no it's a it was a prop he'd used it in a previous vampire test in a movie mm-hmm. and uh it was a memento and so he brought it okay but he realizes chris sarandon is a vampire mm-hmm. because he doesn't have a reflection yes and then he's on board to go after him uh, in the meantime, Jerry Dandridge has fallen in love with Amy because it reminds him of someone that he's lost in the past, mm-hmm. uh, which we exactly later find like out he's a thousand years old. Yeah. Um, um, also, we don't talk about he has like a dude. Yeah. Who I think also does an awesome job in this movie. Yeah. Um, but he's not just a dude, but we'll get to that. Yes. Um, so he's got a dude who's his presumably human helper because mm-hmm. he's able to come out in the day and things. Um, I love there's a scene when Charlie calls the cops and the cops show up because he's a vampire and he has something in the basement. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this cop is just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do not call me again. Yeah. But first of all, you are going to interview a, a person of interest and you bring the witness with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That That's makes how sense. that works. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Because <laughs> that's exactly what happens. Yeah, uh, yeah. Charlie, he invites Charlie over with him to ask the questions, and then it ends up getting turned. So his helper and the cop are both interrogating Charlie. Mm, basically. Mm-hmm. Um. So they decide they're all going to go after him, right? He, Char- uh, Chris has abducted. Not Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah, Chris Randon has abducted Amy, and he's got her in his basement. Uh, before that, they like. They find out they're freaked out. Vincent is it finally admits that he is a vampire. Mm-hmm. Drives off, so then they have to walk home. Um, and Evil Ed's like, "I'm out of here," and he's like, "No, we have to walk Amy home because we're dudes and she's a lady." And so they're walking, and Evil Ed is Evil Ed, and uh, separates. But so he goes down. He's like, "Hey, let's take the shortcut," and they're like, "You're." There's a vampires out here. Uh, what are you doing? Or he, Charlie is. He's like, there's no such thing as vampires, blah, blah, blah. But vampires are not. There's a murderer out there. Yeah, there's definitely someone murdering people. And, hey, let's go down this sketchy alley. Not the not the brightest move. No. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't so I, work out well for Evil Ed. No. He gets uh, cornered and... A skewered in the neck. Yeah, bitten. Once bitten, twice shy. 
And uh, Evil Ed is a vampire now. Later he comes back as a vampire, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Peter Vincent is his uh, the person that he has to deal with, right? Right. <clears throat> so he ends up lunging for him, and he gets a cross to the face. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. He ends up with this like crooked cross. Like it, which is an X. Which is an X. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. It's like an escalator stair joke right there. There you go. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he ends up with this crooked cross, or as Justin calls it, an X on his forehead. <laughs> uh, and he ends up getting uh, a skewered in the heart. And it's awesome. What? That's okay. That's way later. But yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it is awesome. But that whole scene is awesome. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'm supposed to keep going with this or not. I guess. And he turns skip, into a... Skip to the end. He sk- turns into a dog. Yeah. Like a wolf dog thing. Yeah. It's fucking awesome because you don't... That's not where you'd think this would be going right now. Well, they like, say earlier, they say uh, they could turn into bats or wolves. Yes. But right. that's also not in the mythology. So you get this thing that's thrown out of nowhere. Um, and he turns into like this wolf creature. Yeah. And I love it. It's awesome. Well, he turns into a wolf. And then he gets... Stabbed through the heart. Yes. And can't quite make it back to human mm-hmm. as quickly as he turned into a wolf. No. But he does by the time he dies. Yeah. And then you got Peter Vincent like trying to figure out how to dispose of the body of a 17-year-old boy. Yeah, just pull out the stake. Like. <laughs> that's, and leave him there. <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, yeah, that's the other thing when you get into anything like this. Like the aftermath of this, like Peter Vincent totally just killed a 17-year-old kid. Oh, yeah. Who's now laying naked in his room. Well, is he though? Is he what? Is he? Is he what? Laying naked in there. Isn't he? The stinger at the end is... Oh, yeah. Ed's alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Touche. Um, okay, so since I jumped forward, where do you want to go next, Justin? I don't know. I guess we can go to the end. Like he he takes Amy, and uh, they have to go get her, and uh, he bites and turns Amy. Turns Amy. Yeah. And she looks awesome because mm-hmm. she's got like uh, her mouth is like as big as like the California raisin's mouth, and it's just filled with fucking teeth. Mm-hmm. You like my California raisins analogy? I don't think I would know. I don't remember specifically how big their mouths are. I always envision them like the South Park character that like its whole head just pops off when it talks. Isn't that like a California raisin? All Canadians talk like that in South Park world. Isn't that like how a California raisin talked? Like their whole body was huge? Their whole body was huge, but they didn't like pop off the top to talk like that. They had mouth movements. Did they? Did you not watch the cartoon? There was a cartoon? There was a cartoon. I know there was a video game. Yeah. There was a video game for everything back then. There was a video game for the 7-Up spot. That is a good video game. <laughs> That's so stupid. It's actually a, video, a good uh, video game. Remember Orlando... Uh, what was his name? What? Orlando something. Bloom? No, Ooh. no, no. Uh, oh, the yes. The black dude from the 7-Up uh, Make 7-Up seven seven yours. Yeah. Um, Orlando Jones. Orlando Jones. <laughs> That was the flow of our generation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Flow? Yeah. 
The progressive lady. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Except I don't want to bang Orlando Jones. No, I don't either. David Duchovny, though. <laughs> I, uh, so, we get our big climax, and they end up punching holes throughout the ceiling, right? Mm. No. No? That's... Light's coming in, right? Uh... He is outside. I'm sorry. We watched four of these exact <laughs> movies. <laughs> uh, they go down into the basement because it's dawn. Uh, they go down to the basement and uh, they break the windows, the basement windows. The windows. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. And light shines in. Not good for a vampire traditionally. Nope. Uh, we, uh, Andy dies from the sun. Yes. Um, we so his helper yeah what happened to his helper he gets shot in the head then and then he tumbles down the stairs uh-huh and he's dead yeah except he gets back up and mm. comes back at them and gets shot a bunch more times yes uh and then i don't remember how he dies is it does he get a, he doesn't get a stake to the heart i thought it was son for him too and he turns into like it looks like a Nickelodeon episode where he just turns into like green splatty. Yeah, there's like goo coming out. So what was he? I don't know. That's what I wanted to ask you. Because mm. he turns into, at the end, he's just bones. Yes. I don't have an answer for what he is. So do you think he's a thousand years old too? Has he like, he got a human and would like put him in the trance and that made him immortal too? I think Ish. he feasted on a virgin born nope. of a don't. blood moon at midnight don't. and that allowed don't. him to walk during the day don't don't <laughs> but like if he's able to do that and he's some sort of a vampire why is he not more powerful than chris sarandon i don't know because he can walk well, like yeah i think they kill him like a vampire i think that yeah. he gets like a stake through the heart or something yeah and that's what makes him turn into goo and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, but he could walk in the daytime. Yes. He was a daywalker. Yeah. He was like Blade. Yeah, we should watch a, at least the first two Blade movies. We don't have to watch Trinity. I think, I, I think I've only seen two. Or only seen first three. One, the first one. Uh, three has Ryan Reynolds. I think that's the Triple only one I've H. seen. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen. Really? I think so. That's, that movie is awful. Yeah. The Blade movies are good. Not that one, but the yeah. first two. <laughs> you know that Blade movies that I said that I loved? Not the one you saw. The rest are awesome. Yeah. Um, but luckily, because Chris Randon is dead, Amy is saved, and all is well yeah. in the universe. That's what. The, that's kind of the theme of this mythology, is that uh, if a vampire turns human and is killed before dawn, then that human turns back into a human yeah and that's kind of the conceit of all these movies yes um friday night is a classic it's hard to compare a lot of things to it because it really is it's just fun like it knows that it's not schlocky it's not trauma-y at all Mm -hmm. but it also doesn't take itself too seriously and knows that you're there to have fun and play around it's funny when it needs to be funny Which is important for the next one. Yes. Um, missing anything for Fright Night before we move on to Fright Night 2? No, I just, I just, I kind of wish that we hadn't watched all four movies 
simply because I think we like maybe did this an injustice of not talking about it enough because it's great. Go watch it. It's possible, but I th- hopefully when we go into the next one, you'll see. Hope, do you see my thesis for why I wanted to watch all four? Because three of them are the the same movie. I think almost four of them are the exact same movie. Obviously, the one that we're getting ready to talk about is less than the others, but this is basically the same movie four times, dude. Yeah. Like, that was my, that's my thesis. That's why I wanted to do all four of them. Yeah. Because they remade this movie basically three times. Mm-hmm. Two times, absolutely 100% just remade. Yeah. And Fright Night 2 is basically a remake of the first one. It's Evil Dead 2 to Evil Dead. No, Evil Dead 2 is a remake, though. Evil Dead 2 is like, hey, we have more money now. This one, I don't think they had more money for. No, uh, but it's the same movie. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's the it's the it's the sequel. Let's talk about it. If you're telling your synopsis is the same movie, whatever. Uh, it's it's not because it has that sequel thing of we forgot what made the first one great, and so what if. There's a character who just like farts. I don't think they actually fart in this movie, no. but there's yeah. What if what if everyone's funny and weird? Uh, I thought that the premise of this is a sequel is let's just add more and then it will be better. Yeah, that's what it felt and like. And what to if me. it's a lady? Yes, uh, a supposedly attractive lady. Lady. Yeah. Like everybody talked about how beautiful she was, and I was like, "She is n- no Macarena Gomez, or no Amanda Donahoe." Um, the her like first in command, the eighteen-year-old balding guy. No, the uh, the one that wore roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> Is that I don't know. Is that a man or a woman? I was 50-50. Like, half the time I would see that, and I would be like, oh, I think she's kind of pretty. Oh, that is definitely a dude. Oh, no, I think that's a woman now. Oh, she's pretty again. It's definitely a woman. That's a man. Because I don't care. I don't know. But I'd like to know for posterity. No, it was definitely confusing, and it switched back and forth multiple times in my yes. mind. Also, there's a character on roller skates, which is why this movie is bad. Um. So we open with Charlie, mm-hmm. uh, again played by Williams Ragsdale. Yeah. However, he is in full mullet mode now. This is this is the one that is a true sequel. This is a this true. This takes place this, after yes, the events. Correct. Uh, and he is sitting in a psychiatrist's office, being, and he has now realized that all of the events that we saw in the first movie are not real and did not happen. Correct. And uh, he knows that it was uh, his imagination, and it's not true. Because uh, vampires aren't real. Vampires are not real. So we... And that guy would know. He would know. Uh, you're about out of Hershey's gold over there, huh? Almost. Got two more to go? Yeah. Good. I'll be choking on this one next. <laughs> so uh, we also see he's got a new girlfriend. And mm-hmm. he's doing the exact same thing he did in the exact at the very beginning of the movie which is he's trying to push the relationship farther physically then she's gonna let it go yeah um and he ends up he's in college now and he looks out the window and he sees 
There's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Again. Yep. The exact same thing. Yep. Holy shit, there is a vampire. What it's are we going to do? Again. How am I going to convince this? Let me tell my girlfriend. She doesn't believe me. The exact same thing that we've already seen in the previous movie. But to be fair, a lot of this movie, Peter and Charlie switch roles. Because Charlie goes to Peter and says it's happening again. And then Peter becomes the Charlie because his girlfriend convinces him that he's not, that it was fake. That it was, it was all just in his imagination. You say that, but then they go to actually confront the vampire at this kick-ass party. Mm-hmm. And they switch back because Charlie's convinced that it's happening and Peter is doing the same thing. He's they go to they go to confront the the test to see they're gonna deal with her, right? And Peter's walking up like, What are the odds this would happen again? And I he's think it, I think the point is that Peter's scared. No. I think that's what he's trying to be. Peter like because Peter was always a coward. That was the kind of the point of the first movie, is that yes. Peter was a coward. Sure. And I think they're just continuing that. Um, but he's not convinced that it's real. He's like, look, it's just a party. He's showing them there's there's uh, there's little plastic fangs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And but he's he, like, he's like, this is not real. This isn't happening until he does the exact same thing he does in the first fucking movie, which is he looks in the mirror and sees that they don't have a reflection. Right. Because he's trying. I think at this point he's trying to convince himself. I think you are giving this movie too much credit for thinking. Maybe, but that's how I. That's exactly how I took it, is that, like he did, he did believe him, but he's trying, he's trying to, he's trying to uh, dissuade it because he doesn't want to believe it. Like he, uh, Charlie even makes a comment like, uh, "Oh, if you didn't believe it, why'd you put on that coat?" You know, things like that. And I think like throughout the whole thing, he's he's trying. Uh, He's trying to convince himself that it's not real. And if he can convince Charlie, then he can convince himself. Okay. Um, I'm not saying this is a good movie. I'm saying that's a perfectly... Just like like the whole vampire bat hybrid thing, I think that there is a reason. Okay. There might be. Um, I, however, was viewing it as, holy shit, they're doing the exact same thing for every step of the way again. Um, We skipped over... Uh, the awesome introduction to our skateboarder. I'm sorry, a rollerblader, skate roller, roller skater. skater. Uh, I just had to put those words together. Yep, the right order. <laughs> uh, so this girl's walking along in the fog, and then out of nowhere, like powerhouse skating, like crouch down, like pumping arms. Yeah. Out of the fog comes this person, sex to be determined on roller skates Mm -hmm. to murder her. So it's a roller skating vampire. Right. And it is awesome. It is awesome. But it's like, oh, that's her quirk. And then the rest, like... Remember Streets of Rage? Did you ever play Streets of Rage 2? Probably. There was a kid named Blade, and he was on roller (laughs) roller blades the whole time, and that was his thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like, like... it's just it's a shitty group like they're all quirky like the the one their 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 dude their guy who can like walk in the sunlight and stuff like eats moths and shit yeah he's like i feel like i've seen him before like he's got this giant square head Mm -hmm. and like his fucked up mouth right like his mouth he looks like lurch 
but like yeah. a little shorter. Yeah, but he's like a lurch that it would be like a meathead version of lurch. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's a good. If lurch now lurch. Yeah, if lurch worked out and would like you'd see him with like a tribal tattoo. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's. Yeah, he's working out on on uh, that that gym that's on the beach. Yeah, if it was Lurch, that was a bro. Dude, bro. Yeah, dude, bro, Lurch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the doctor's Pumbaa. Did you know that? He's the voice of Pumbaa from Lion King. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I looked that up. That was crazy. Hmm. Um, rounding out the group, you also have the guy who looks. Uh, he looks like Stephen Wright. Uh, he looks like Stephen angle. Wright. He kind of looks like Curly. Sure. Um, or any one of those fellas. Uh, he looks like the guy that was in an episode of Seinfeld uh, and was in 8mm, who's in everything. Who's in Seinfeld? Who's in an episode of Seinfeld where he played like the electrician for the Frogger machine. Um, Frogger is one of the, like the ten episodes I've seen, but I don't remember the electrician. Um, but he looks like all of these people. He kind of yeah. looks like Tiny Tiny Tim, like a tiny version of Tiny Tim. Sure, uh, but it's just that that vague, like long faced balding thing. Mm-hmm. But the guy has to be twenty at most. Yeah, but he's I don't he weirdly Tragedy cast. Struck weirdly on the top of his weirdly head. cast. Yeah, like it's. I think they were just going for a weird looking fella. Oh yeah, and they nailed it. They nailed it. Um. But he's trying to court Charlie's new girlfriend throughout this film, mm-hmm. um, much to the chagrin of the other vampires, because they're like, did you eat her yet? And he was like, love is real, bro. <laughs> uh, and I do think in Charlie's defense, she was leading him on a little bit because she totally left a note and it says she's going to get a D. And I was like, that's got to mean something, bro. <laughs> I guess. But if she's, yeah, she's going to get a D. Yeah, that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She wanted Solid. it. Solid. She did. I don't yeah. know how she could take it. You sound like you're in 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um. Okay, so they're at the party. Peter Vincent realizes this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. They're real vampires. Yeah. We got to deal with this. Uh. So, yeah, then he goes and confronts Charlie, and Charlie's like, dude, it's not, that wasn't a thing. You're deluded. See ya. And he was like, I warned you. Just to let you know. When you're dead, I warned you. Um, and Charlie ends up getting turned. Yes. Like, slowly. This is a progressive thing. He realizes that uh, he, uh, he can't eat garlic. Mm-hmm. He spits out the garlic pizza. Mm-hmm. Um... What else does he do? There's a few other little things that he keeps progressing. He uh, has to wear sunglasses. sunglasses yeah. And his doctor prescribed bowling? Yeah. <laughs> For physical exercise? Yeah, I guess. I uh, feel like that's... You know, that's physical exercise to Pumbaa. That's what has to happen for us. Like, you need to go get in the pool and do some workouts with the old ladies or something. Yeah. Or go bowling. I feel like... Charlie was in good enough shape. He could yeah. have went for a stroll. He could have went for a ride or a run, right? Oh, yeah. No, Bowling, I think, but, was a little you know, below his... It's inside. Yeah. He was watching out for Doctor him. Doctor knew what was up. He knew what was up. Uh, and the reason he's being turned is... Uh, we find out, like, halfway through the film or whatever, that uh, the lady who was turning him was uh, 
the master to Jerry Dandridge, mm-hmm. and this is her revenge. Well, it was his sister. Oh, yeah, sister. Yeah. Sister. And that's her revenge. Uh, can we talk about the bowling scene one more moment? Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't... So, they, the vampires end up... Oh, this is after. It doesn't matter. The vampires end up going to the bowling alley. Yeah, later. And they end up taking over. They kill everybody there. Mm-hmm. And as a hilarious joke, we, we knew it was coming for minutes. Yeah. Because the dude bro vampire is waiting for his ball to come out. He's not a vampire, but yeah. So we're the vampire helper, dude bro vampire helper, is waiting for his ball to come out. And you know exactly what's going to happen. The DBVH. Excuse me? The dude bro vampire helper, the DBVH. Oh, okay. Yes. And, of course, a head pops out instead of a ball. Mm-hmm. And this is a man that has dedicated his life to helping vampires murder people. Right. And how it is his, what's his reaction when the head pops out? He's freaked out. He, but he is cartoonishly freaked out. Everything in this movie is cartoonish. Is to, it's absurd. That's exactly... He should be getting a boner right now by that's, holding this human that's head. that's his quirk, is that he facilitates it, but he turns his back. And oh, if he saw it, he didn't. He doesn't like it. It was ridiculous. Yeah, this movie's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. He ate a beetle. Mm-hmm. Like the moths or whatever, you know, it could be fake. The beetle, like that shit was moving. He put it in his mouth. Yeah, my four-year-old was watching that with me at that point. It's like, watch this. He's gonna eat it. He's like, no, it's not. Yeah, he's going to eat this, bro. Watch it. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Julian Anderson ate a cricket for during uh, an X-Files episode. Crickets are like protein. Yeah. People eat crickets. I don't, people eat semen, too, and I'm not going to do it. Semen's protein. Yeah. I don't think anyone seeks out semen. Are you kidding me? I, do you want to see another video I have on my phone? <laughs> people I people will get show you. paid to pretend to seek out <laughs> semen. <laughs> I will grant you that. Uh, so your argument is that people don't seek semen, but they seek crickets? Yes. I feel like there are more semen slurpers out there than there are cricket crunchers. Okay. If you're out there, let us know. <laughs> Should we start a poll? At, at Remake Me Podcast on Facebook. At Remake Me Podcast you on Twitter. You have to choose one. <laughs> Yep, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag cricket or stick it? I don't know. Cricket or jerk it? (laughs) Crick or stick? Crick or, yeah, I don't know. Prick. Yeah, hashtag crick or prick. Uh... The, I still think that the main vampire in this seems kind of derpy. She wasn't even memorable enough for me to know if you're right. She was not a good follow-up to Chris Sarandon. No. Like, they were not on par. Chris Sarandon being the lone vampire is better than this group of vampires. But even then, I don't know that Chris Sarandon could have stood up to this group. Like, having this group around him and getting screen time and stuff. Like, I don't think he would have had, he, I don't think he could have shown through. It, I didn't I, understand what you were saying, and I was envisioning a fight between Jerry Dandridge <laughs> and all of these other vampires, 
and I was intrigued with figuring out why they were fighting <laughs> and how they would go about doing that. It's mm-hmm. not what I was talking about at all. No, I, yeah. I understand what you're saying now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was doing film critique things. Yes. Yeah. I was imagining vampires fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the podcast. <laughs> Uh, uh, and My then, thesis for these films is that Charlie is a bad boyfriend. Charlie is a terrible boyfriend. Through all the movies, no he's doubt a about bad it. Boyfriend, yes. Okay, good. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um. So Charlie's turned. Yes. And Peter and girlfriend go to save him. Mm-hmm. And uh, we end up going down into the dungeon. The basement? It's, yeah, the basement of the apartment building or mm-hmm. dorm or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we get the same ending. Basically. Uh, cool thing. Uh, roller blades, roller skates, slices up uh, DBVH, and we find out he's just made of worms, <laughs> which was stupid, but kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, you know, worms are notorious for eating beetles and moths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. We we didn't mention that Peter Vincent lost his lost his job to Regine. Regine. Yeah. Uh, and the, then he just the, goes there to kill her. The female vampire, uh, and her show. Went, so Fright Night was like this this uh, gimmicky horror thing where they. Show, showed old monster movies, right? Mm-hmm. And this corny horror host to being basically Videodrome is what it looked like. Okay, yeah. Like... It's performance art, bro. I know. <laughs> Care of Videodrome. <laughs> it was fucked up. Yeah, she, like, killed and ate somebody. Yeah. Like, on camera there. Yeah, it was Videodrome. It's incredible. Sure. Long live the new flush. <laughs> Long live the new flush for that toilet up there. I gotta unclog that. My kid poops cannonballs. <laughs> it's terrible. It's it's crazy that he can do that, right? Like, and he does it anymore, and he pops out of the bathroom and is like, "Dad, I stuffed the toilet!" Ha ha! And he's proud of himself. Like, or I'll go in and I'm like, "All right, you done, bro?" And he's like, "Hold on, I think it's gonna stuff." And I'm, and then it doesn't, and he's like, "Oh!" He's all upset, and I'm like, "Hate you, old bastard." Um, so Peter Vincent saves the day again by breaking light and light comes through, kills the vampire. Yeah. The exact same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same movie. This time there's a mirror though. Okay. It's down an elevator shaft. I still stand by my thesis that have these. Have you ever tried to like have a mirror, hold it still, like aim a point of light, bounce off a mirror? It's I've, not... I've tried to play laser tag with using mirrors and it doesn't work out for me. <laughs> Played laser tag last weekend with my kid, mm-hmm. and uh, like they tell you not to run in there, so I try to abide by the rules because I don't want to be the adult not listening to the rules and like running through the place. Yeah, but there was a time like I got trapped and it was like six 12 year old girls, and I was didn't want to run away from them because you're not supposed to, but it was just me and they were on my opposite team and they were just following me around shooting me. That's fun. And it was sad. Like, I just felt bullied by, like, these four 12-year-old <laughs> girls. They were just following me around. 
shoot the fat guy, shoot the fat guy. <laughs> That's exactly what they were. You see that time we got that fat guy all stuck right yeah. there? We just followed him around. He didn't even run away from us. The sad thing is they sold you all Girl Scout cookies right after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else are you missing from Fright Night, Justin? Fright Night 2. It's not good. It's not. It's not fun. No. There's little flourishes of fun, like the roller skating person, mm-hmm. but it is not enough to hold it throughout the entire movie. No. If you were to make this like a... Remember at the beginning of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, how they had like the little five-minute short... No. Okay. You remember there used to be shorts in front of movies? Sure. If they would do that. Pixar still like, does that. Yeah, that's true. Um, but if they were to do that for this, like this would just be like a short. If you made this like a five minute movie. Or like a groundhouse, grindhouse trailer. Yeah. It would be awesome. Yeah. Sure. But it's not. It's, it's not. an it's hour not and 40 movie. Yeah. These movies just kept getting longer. Except for the last one. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um totally skippable watch fright night fright night 2 not a worthy successor correct good we're on the same page with that one all right fright night the remake yes fright night the remake give us a synopsis uh vampire moves in next door good job you nailed it again overall thoughts um not terrible but not good not not nearly as fun like it just doesn't live up to its predecessors predecessor i mean it's it's probably better than fright night 2 but yeah um we get an opening with uh cg flying and it looks terrible cg what's i thought the opening was the peter vincent commercial um, it's like over the credits where like you're flying uh, oh yeah the... and it just looks fucking terrible yeah, so it start yeah, it starts with the the PV Peter Vincent commercial and then yeah, it goes into the flying and then just the worst title card I've ever seen. Yeah. Like it's like it's supposed to be like blood in liquid or something, but it's also like standing letters and frozen at it it bad. It was bad like, from conception to execution. I think it was like way too many effects. You know how there's like effects built into the programs yeah. that you're just like let me turn it liquidy so it looks like mm-hmm. it's moving. I think they just did every one that they had. Definitely. It looks not good. Yeah. Uh, so we immediately meet Chris Angel in this. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, that's funny because I meant to say Peter Vincent, but I've. <laughs> so you see where I'm going there. Yeah. Uh, Peter Vincent is basically Chris Angel. Yes. Um, and the but mo- he has a vampire themed magic show. Yes. So my thoughts on this movie uh, is. I feel like the individual decisions that were made, I like, but it, the movie is not a, pr- a what's it's that phrase? It's less than a sum of its parts. That's exactly the phrase I was looking for. Because mm-hmm. individually, and we'll talk more about them, yeah. especially when we compare this to the next movie that we're going to talk about, yeah. individually these decisions are good. Like I feel like there's no horror host now, so what can they do? A good answer is, let's make him Chris Angel. Exactly. And I feel like that's a good decision. Yeah. Cast yeah. David Tennant, also a great decision. Okay. I, Sure. I don't, I'm don't. i not opposed to that. I thought he did fine. I felt like this should have been uh, Russell Brand. Okay. Sure. Like, not knowing your guy, and he no. did fine, but like I feel like this is Russell Brand when I'm watching it. Yeah. 
Because so. I don't feel like Russell Brand would have taken it as seriously. That's probably true. David Tennant was real hard into the, like, I'm a shitty human being. <laughs> like, he, he started. Gra- he grabbed his cock and balls real good. He started beating his wife just <laughs> to get into character. That's how much he's can. He's into do, it. Do you want to know the the Doctor Who incestuous truth about David Tennant? Okay, so growing up, David Tennant wanted to be the Doctor. And his Doctor was the fifth Doctor. Uh, and then he grew up, became the Doctor. A woman played his daughter on the show. She was like a clone daughter, whatever. And he married her. Turns out to be the fifth doctor's actual daughter. So he wanted to be the doctor, loved the fifth doctor, became the doctor, married the doctor's daughter, who was actually the doctor's daughter. It's fucked up. Whoa. I know, right? If I knew it all what you said, that would be impressive. <laughs> he married the daughter of the actor that he I get idolized. It. I get it. I get it. And she also played his daughter on the TV show. That's cool. Um random thing sure have you did you see the trailer for bohemian rhapsody i have not yet it's pretty awesome dude yeah, marianne told me that in the car and i was like oh well thanks for telling me in the car cause... it looks pretty awesome so like uh i was really nervous like who the hell can they cast to play him uh because obviously they're never going to get anybody to sing like him yeah. let alone somebody that would look like him and be able to sing like him mm-hmm. but even just the way he moved around and like he was a kind of a fucked up ugly dude yeah, um, that's why I thought Sasha Baron Cohen was perfect. Yes, it would have been. Yeah, um, because he's kind of a fucked up, ugly dude. Yeah, and uh, he's from like Tanzania or somewhere, mm-hmm. like t- maybe it's Tasmania. I think it's Tanzania. Anyway, he's from. I'm pretty sure those are both places. Yes. So which one? I don't know. But my point is, is is he's he definitely has some spice thrown in there. You know, he's not. He's You're not just Rami Malek or or Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Okay. Yeah. So he's got something like he's got those like jagged facial features mm-hmm. and he's so fucking skinny and yeah. like he, he didn't move to the degree of like Michael Jackson, but he but he like moved like he didn't have bones in his body. Like, sure. you, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, um, and it looks like this guy, whoever you referenced, is that Rami the guy? Ma- Rami who, I don't know who this guy is. Uh, he's from Mr. Robot. OK. Which is like the big USA show. Mm hmm. Um, it look just from the trailer, like I'm sold. It looks like he, I, I might be completely wrong, but it looks like he did a really, really good job. Yeah. Roman Malik is a great up and coming actor and I, hopefully this will really, is he kind of fucked up looking or is this for the movie? Um, he, that's not a met as an insult. It's yeah. more, I say he, fucked up. He, I, mean, he, I mean, he's a bit pretty, but he is, he is, um, like a little ethnically, um, weird yeah. looking, you know? Like you can't quite pin down yes. where he's from. So I was, which I think is, is exactly very what for, exactly. Yeah. So I I keep I'm speaking too loose and casual. I would say unique looking, you know. Yeah. Um, but I get kind of get what you're saying by pretty too. I just said ethnically weird looking. I, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, we're saying the same thing, just yeah. terribly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but no, I think that uh, I'm really ex- I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Queen fan. Uh, I think I might be more of a Freddie Mercury fan even than I am Queen, like the music, just because like I don't think I still hold that I think he's probably the greatest vocalist that I've that I can come up with. He's yeah, my, yeah, he's fantastic. Do you know that Queen is the only band in the Songwriting Hall of Fame? All four of their members are in the Songwriting Hall of Fame. That's pretty incredible. 
Yeah, because you need um, to have written uh, more than one number one hit in either U.S. or um, U.K. It's cool. And f- all four of them have written feel like number one hits. Queen has done a better job than anybody else having lost their lead singer because other bands either just don't just go away or they keep running with the name. And what Queen has done is they're like, we the three of us are we're, still queen. We're, queen. we're queen, and we're touring with the singer. Yes, yeah. exactly. They, that guy's not queen. They're like Elton John is not queen. Yeah, we are queen with Elton John. Yeah, and I think that's like the coolest way that anybody else has handled anything. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, they're not replacing anybody, and that nobody else is coming into the club. Right, we are still queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we need to talk about the movie more. We probably do. Yeah. Sorry. So McLovin is Ed in this one, mm-hmm. and Ed is—I mean, Ed is kind of the Charlie, at least in the beginning. Um, he's—he has deduced that there's a vampire on the loose. Yes, because there are all these murders that have happened, mm-hmm. and it all centers around Charlie's house. It does, um, but we quickly see how much more of a douchebag this Charlie is than the predecessor what do you mean he he's like fuck you oh Ed. Yeah. yeah yeah because he's become the cool kid he yeah he's he's turned from yeah. the guy that played D and mm-hmm. watched the horror movies with ed yeah. to being the cool kid who's got the hot girlfriend i like how you threw us both in there yeah if you and i had a kid it would just be virgin forever yeah um but he he's just a douchebag because you could be the cool kid and not be a douche. Yeah, but he was a dick. You and I thirteen reasons why. And I think, <laughs> I think what they're trying to do here with Anton Yelchin, who I think is a good Charlie. Sure, I yeah. think he's a good Charlie. But Anton Yelchin is a great actor. I think McLovin. Was, unfortunately, I think McLovin. I get why they would do him as Evil Ed. I don't think mm-hmm. that's a bad decision either. I think he is our generation's that guy yes i would agree i think that all, so far these decisions that they've been making are good mm-hmm. um i think what they were trying to do is have an arc for anton yelchin where because at the towards the end he's like i was a dick i'm sorry i realized how big of a dick i was yeah but i feel like he went so far off the dick end that he couldn't come back from it yeah like he uh, walked the dick plank and he was gone are, are we still talking about evil ed here <laughs> Um. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think he he made himself irredeemable. He uh, was hanging out. You, he was hanging out with dude bros, like his friends were unfucking bearable. Yeah, but you know, pussy will do that to you. <laughs> it makes you want to hang out with horrible people. Yeah, but to be fair, like he's getting it the whole time too. Like, dude, how are you with that girl? And then the girl's like, look. You are nothing special. I'm fucking amazing. <laughs> you are. You should be lucky that I am with you. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the theme of the movie. It is. Everybody's kind of shitty to everyone. Um, so Colin Farrell moves in next door. Thoughts on Colin Farrell being Der- Jerry Dandridge? Um, I mean, not as charming as Prince Humperdinck, but I think he took it in a different direction, and I thought he did pretty well. I agree. I think this was a solid decision. You got the handsome guy moving in. Mm-hmm. Um, the one scene that I love, there's so, so the beer scene. 
Yes. Yeah. It's awesome. Colin Farrell's awesome in that scene, right? Mm-hmm. Like just the way he keeps like looking around. Right. It's it's awesome. And he keeps trying to sneak in, but like there's that invisible barrier because yeah. he hasn't been invited in. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think the scene that repl- that that for me in the first movie we didn't talk about is like the dance club scene which they try to recreate in the remake that mm-hmm. doesn't work in the remake, in my no. opinion. But in the original, you've got Chris Sarandon, like chasing Amy and Charlie through like this dance club. He's just zigzagging. He's zigzagging like a, like a predator. Like mm-hmm. he's, he is on the prowl for this and yeah. he is calm, but he is just still going and it doesn't quite nail it in the remake. Mm-mm. But what they replace it with is this beer scene. And the whole idea is that he's just asking to borrow beer and he's just talking to him. Yeah. Um, but it's great. I Tell love that scene. Lady he's going to fuck. Yeah. And how hot uh, Charlie's mom and his girlfriend are. Yeah. And he's like, you probably don't see it. You might see how hot your mom <laughs> is. And like it starts to get uncomfortable with this mm-hmm. conversation that he's having with this guy. Yeah. And I, I really like that scene. But totally what you expect from like a kind of a jerky neighbor. Yeah. Yeah, who's just the pussy hound? Yeah, which is what he's saying he is. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, we don't have any kind of a helper here. No, nope. So, that's I guess different. There was a uh, a moment where Ed references that he told uh, Anton Yeltsin told him that he used his Stretch Armstrong doll to jerk off, <laughs> wrapped it around his balls so he could jerk off for an hour, <laughs> and then he's like, "I still want that back." <laughs> Stretch Armstrong's awesome. <laughs> I love that. That was genuinely funny. And I, Christopher Mintz-Ploss could have definitely ad-libbed that. That sounds like a definitely a Christopher Mintz-Ploss line. Who's that? McLovin. Oh, okay. You're going to have to do McLovin for me. Okay. That uh, sounds like a McLovin line. I love that uh, also you complimented how great of a name Jerry Dandridge was for a vampire. Mm-hmm. And in the remake, they're like, Jerry, what kind of name is that for a vampire? Yeah. <laughs> <was> like, Pretty <laughs> good. Yeah. Uh, again, like I feel like I'm being very complimentary to this. Yeah. But like when we get into the third act, all because of that. There's so many things to be complimentary to. Yes. But it's just not a good movie. No, but I think a lot of that's the third act. Like I, f- it's all. It really is a lot yeah. of it. Because um, all of this is still build up, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Colin Farrell's good, Anton Yelchin, um, the Doctor. Yeah. You know, these are all positive things. I feel like the problem, uh, one of the things with this movie is like, <clears throat> like everybody finds out too soon. Like that was the the brilliant thing about uh, I think the first Fright Night is that uh, you as the audience definitely know, but everybody else thinks Charlie is crazy through mm-hmm. more than half of this movie. Yeah, not here. And then half an hour in, we have this big battle. Yeah, are you talking with, on the road? Yeah, with the mom and the girlfriend. This is exactly where the wheels fall off the bus for me. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so I think Evil Ed's already turned at this point as well. Evil Ed gets turned, like, right away. Yes. Um, and he's mad because Charlie's... He doesn't come back till the third act, but... Because uh, Charlie's been a dick to him. Uh, yeah, and Charlie is, just, is a fucking dick. Like, right. there isn't that degree in the, in the original. There's tension between the two. And you can feel like how Ed feels like he's the third wheel and the outsider. Mm-hmm. But this is just straight up. Like, why do you hate me, Charlie? Yeah. I still want to be your friend. Go fuck yourself, Ed. And the only way I'm going to be able to get you to hang out with me is to threaten to release embarrassing things. Yes. Yeah. Um. So he's just holding him like friend hostage. Yeah. 
It's like the revenge porn of friends. <laughs> yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I dropped my cap to my water. Your thing of water? Yeah. Um, all right, so this car scene, this car chase thing yeah. is fucking terrible. Yeah. I hate it. It's awful. Uh, he ends up under the car mm-hmm. and ripping from underneath the bottom. Yeah. Um, and a then CGI like, vamp- vampire hand. Don't you believe me now, mom? Uh, like. And then we have a wasted Chris Sarandon cameo. He's the guy that gets killed on the highway. Oh, see, I'd, it's Chris Sarandon. I didn't even see that. Yep, it's him. Um, and Colin Farrell is just the worst CGI vampire ever. He looks so fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. And then he gets a stake through the heart, right? Like... That was definitely left side. Like, he gets a wooden stake through the heart. He must have as bad of aim as the people in the next movie. I guess. Uh, but yeah, like, he's a he's totally, he's trying to kill the three of them. He's about to kill Charlie. And Mom comes to the rescue. Which, those those were Chekhov's realtor signs, right? You saw the moment they started loading those in. You're oh. Like, oh, those are nice and pointy. Yes. Those are going through a vampire's the, heart. Those were, they had leftover vampire stakes laying around, mm-hmm. and she used them to put onto her real, realty her signs. Realty signs. Yeah. It wasn't the other way around. No. Definitely. Yes. From the moment that you saw them, you knew that those were going in in somewhere. Yeah. Um, David Wayne's in this movie. He's not in a lot of things. I like to say when he is. Who's that? I like him. Um... He is the the dad, um, bald, like balding guy with glasses. Um, God, this movie is at a certain point kind of forgettable. I don't remember the exact scene, but I feel like the mom was somebody too. But I didn't recognize her as much. I love we talked the dad like was David Wayne with passion about like the first fifteen minutes, and we're very complimentary, and <laughs> yeah. then we're like, and then all shit, it like. CGI starts to happen yeah. and f- people fight and it's the, terrible. He, here, here is this movie for me. It is the, uh, the scene where he tries to get the beer, mm-hmm. and it is the the scene where he uh, first meets Peter Vincent, David Tennant, mm-hmm. and that's that's the movie. Okay, let's talk about that scene. Uh. So yeah, he's the Chris Angel, long hair, all the stuff, and just like you think, like he's this great magician and everything, and then something goes wrong in rehearsal, and then he's just like, ah, fuck it, you know, this bitchy star, I'm going to my trailer kind of thing, uh, and Charlie pretends to be from the Sun Times or whatever, and uh, does an interview. And, yeah, just David Tennant just playing a real asshole. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he grabs his cock and balls real deep mm-hmm. and adjusts them real hard Yeah, for, you know, If for this the was a real person, he would be dead from alcohol poisoning <laughs> like 15 times over, right? Sure. Yeah. Like, the amount of alcohol that he drinks on screen mm-hmm. would kill a human being, yeah. let alone the amount that's implied that you would have to assume he's drinking in between when you're not seeing him drink. Yeah. It's not humanly possible that he is alive, right? Right. And then he has the stereotypical, like, uh, you know, we fight and fuck kind of woman that he makes do everything. 
and she always complains but does it anyway like that kind of trope yeah um again it's like these ideas were great and i feel like i have nothing to base this on Mm -hmm. but i feel like these were like great ideas that just got like watered down like this is example of like where a movie's too big and i feel like the charm and like the life is just watered down out of it um like maybe this started off as an awesome draft and then Mm -hmm. you got so many hands on it that it just started becoming lifeless yeah like you have anton yelchin who is He's not going to be, like, the big character or anything, but he will bounce stuff back. He'll ping pong all day. Yeah. That's, that is that, that is beer scene. Spot. That beer scene. So, yeah. You have Colin Farrell, who obviously can play that that character really well. Yep. That beer scene is his thing. You have David Tennant, you know, and even, you know, Chris Furman's boss, McLovin, um, who, you know, can chew up some scream some screen time real well just like there needed to be more of that and i feel like the big vampire plot kind of got in the way oh I whereas agree. in fr- the original fright night the vamp the vampire like thing drives the whole thing but the plot itself never gets in the way of these great characters being great characters i would have rather seen more arguments between mclovin and anton yelchin yeah definitely like just you know get colin farrell and anton yelchin David Tennant, Anton Yelchin, Chris Furman's boss, and Anton Yelchin. Or just let them have their scenes together. Or not have it be as much Anton versus McLovin and have it be more like Amy versus McLovin and mm-hmm. that I'm jealous that you're taking my friend. He's spending more. Like, make yeah. it between those two. And then Evil Ed can still be friends with Charlie. He doesn't have to be. They don't have to be. I don't It could be more of a jealousy thing as opposed to just an outright. Because then you could not. You could sympathize with Charlie in that situation, right? I've got yeah. this new girlfriend, but I've got my friend, yeah, and I'm torn. But he's not torn; he's just a dick to him. And we don't. And the problem is, he gets turned right away, mm-hmm. and you we don't get the time to really feel for Evil Ed like we do in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he he, you know, you can obviously see he's been picked on his whole life, and then he gets turned. And he finally has some power and everything. You know, he's a D-bag vampire. But he finally has some power and then, like, he gets shit on, you know, the cross, the, the X on his forehead and mm-hmm. and eventually the, the, the scene. So you, you, like, feel for him. I never really cared that much about McLovin. No, I, I agree. And we could have because I still yes. feel like McLovin could have let us do that. Yes. I don't know. I feel like this was a, a so much wasted potential of a movie. If you want to see Christopher Mintz Plus uh, chew up some scenery, watch um, the Kick-Ass movies. He's he's real good in those. I saw one. I saw Kick-Ass. One is real good. Two is skippable, but it's fun. I Doesn't like it have Nicolas Cage in it? Um, Not as... Well, Nicolas Cage dies in the first one. Oh. Hmm. Never mind. I'm confused. Spoilers. Oh. For... Have you seen Super? Super. Oh, is that the one with uh, Dwight from The Office? Yeah, directed by James Gunn. Yeah, I feel like I got about two-thirds of the way through it and I couldn't watch it anymore. Really? Yeah, I it's, wasn't enjoying it, it's, which bummed me out. Uh, But it's not It's not what you think it is. Like, it is a dark fucking movie. Yeah. Maybe I just wasn't in the headspace uh, That's exactly. It. Like, if you were going in expecting to see Dwight Schrute fighting crime, that is not that movie, man. It's like, uh, did you ever see Observe and Report? 
Y- yes. Because there was Paul Bart Mall Cop, and then Seth Rogen had his own yes. one. Mm-hmm. And I went in there thinking, oh, it's the stoner version of Paul Bart Mall Cop. Nope. That movie's fucking dark, and you did not expect it. <laughs> yeah. But it's real good. I enjoyed it. Good. Um, so we get shit I don't care about, and then we get a giant climax that I don't care about. Fire bad. Yeah. That's the end, basically. So much wasted potential. Mm-hmm. That's like, I, I just, I like feel sad about it. Yeah. Because there, there are a handful of great scenes in that movie. And lots of great actors and having good performances. Just the the movie let them down. Yeah. I think I like Colin Farrell. For the longest time, I just assumed I didn't because he kind of seems conceited and whatever. But that might just be who's playing. But he really is pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. We've. Didn't we watch? Didn't we go to the theater watch Phone Booth together? Maybe. Probably. Larry Cohen wrote that movie. Yeah, I know. That was the year he found out that phones existed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, missing anything from the movie? I think you and I both feel the same, which is like, oh, I'm just disappointed in you. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Mm. Okay. Uh, oh, I gotta say one thing. So, like, the house is able to fall down. The house falls down on itself. Yeah. It is the worst built house. Yeah. Ever. That they can like hit. How, how did they do it? What'd they do? They hit a couple things and then it. Well, uh, they're, they're like blowing. Oh, they shoot it with a gun. Yeah. They have like shotgun or something. They have a shotgun and shoot it up and then the house starts collapsing. Yeah. That's how houses work. That's not how houses work. If they're shitty ones built in Las Vegas that. Oh, was it Charlie... built by the Bluth company? <laughs> It might have been. Um, Did you watch that show? Yeah. Oh. I'm surprised. It's real good. Fuck you. <laughs> you. This is what you watch. This wall here. This is your wheelhouse. Look at that. Look in the A's. Second shelf. Up there in the A's. All right. I did see Six Feet Under over there. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen that show. I need to. It's wonderful. I know. Um, so I told you that I've been like ripping up all of our plants throughout the house. Or the back and stuff like three mm-hmm. weeks into digging doing all this shit yeah um prefacing the story my wife won a we have to go out next week now to uh my wife won like free photography session from some bitch mm-hmm. then now i have to go get dressed up and like go <laughs> sit on a hill to get pictures taken of our family yeah it's miserable uh so i hate when she wins things she just won she told me and i could tell when she was telling me hey i want a hundred dollar gift card on facebook and i was like how is this gonna fuck me now she tells me she won a hundred dollar gift card to a fucking nursery (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like why did you even enter to win this i'm actively pulling up and killing every plant right now i am working my ass off to kill these plants why would you try to win it and she's like well i didn't think i would win i don't care why would you try to win it so we decided she's going to use it to buy like plants for the teachers and the bus driver and stuff That's good. but i was definitely a moment there where i was like i hate you so much <laughs> fucking dentist and facebook zuckerberg fucked me dentist it was like a dentist giving away why is a dentist giving away nursery gift cards? i don't know that's weird just telling you what it is. Eat plants for your teeth. <laughs> uh, all right. Fright Night 2, New Blood. Justin, what's our synopsis? Um, 
a a vampire doesn't move in next door, but still can be seen through a window. <laughs> Turns out she's a professor this time, mm-hmm. and her name's Jerry Dandridge. Uh, this is the sequel to the Fright Night remake, right? Well, it is Fright Night too. Yeah, so it's a sequel to the remake. Uh, no. What is it? It's a it's a shitty remake that kind of in the same vein of Fright Night 2 in that, hey, what if it was a lady? But also, what if we made a movie that we could do really cheap and make, like, the middle of an emotion comic? I don't... This has to be that they just owned this script when they were trying to look for remakes, right? Yeah. So they're remaking this movie. So let me preface this by saying this is just another remake. Yeah. This is not a sequel. This is, not this is just another remake of the original. We have Charlie Brewster. We have Evil Ed. Mm-hmm. We have Amy. We have Amy. We have we Jerry have Dandridge. Vincent. We have Jerry Dandridge. It's a fucking remake. Mm-hmm. So my assumption is, is when they were making the Colin Farrell movie, they had paid for this script to be written or whatever. And they owned this, right? So that by doing this movie, they didn't have to pay anyone to write it and they could just get it made and have a sequel. Yeah. That's my assumption. Because why else would they just pump out a remake again? Why wouldn't they do... Well, I mean, it could be one of those like live free or die hards where it's like this mo- This was just an action movie. And then they're like, well, what if we made it a die hard movie? Um, you know, sell more. Maybe Fright Night did well enough where they're like, "Hey, we have this. We have this script for a vampire movie. Uh, what if we may, we turned into Fright Night?" And the way they did that, was... everything is Fright Night in this movie, though. I don't feel like any part of this couldn't be anything other than Fright Night. Well, the whole premise is that you know, I think it's a more high concept in that they were like. What if what if the vampire was this like historical figure, and turns out oh, this historical figure was a vampire? I I feel like that was where I we will not we don't know, but I definitely feel like that's my assumption for what happened because this is just the same fucking movie. Yeah, except we get a, we get an opening this time, and this is what I hate about modern horror movies is half of them they start with, hey, we're gonna set up this world. And, oh, shit, something's happening, and somebody's dead, shit's blowing up, we're going to blow up the world's smallest gas station, and <laughs> nothing. It's meaningless. Yeah. Title card. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a five minutes of your movie that meant nothing. Well, first of all, that's not how gas pumps work. So the woman <laughs> yeah. puts gas mean- in, she goes to fill up the gas. Yeah. You put the, the thing in. And then it just continuously flows no matter what. It will just keep pumping right. out. But it spits it spits the gas out, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's how it's Well, to if go. you don't physically stop it, there's no sensor or anything on it to mm-hmm. make it stop going. Yeah. We've all been to gas stations. Yeah, and where it's just pouring out of, of the vehicle yeah. all over the ground. And where it's just two gas pumps in the huge, biggest-ass parking lot ever? Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, that doesn't happen anywhere ever um so we meet our new charlie Mm -hmm. who is by far the worst charlie Mm -hmm. i know nothing about him other than he is not the boy next door he is not charming and i do not root for him yeah uh we also meet our worst evil ed ever 
I didn't think that he... I mean, okay, he is the worst, but I didn't think he was bad. I think Charlie is bad. Yes. I, I didn't think Evil I, Ed was bad. I liked Evil Ed as Evil Ed better than I liked Charlie as Charlie. Yes. But he's still the worst Evil Ed. Yes. He, well, he's better than the Evil Ed we got from the original Friday Night 2, which was no Evil Ed. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, my notes here. So, this is a remake also. Next note. Yep. Boo. Because it is. <laughs> it's a remake. It's exactly what it is. It's absurd. Uh, so they're in Romania. And I think that they are in Romania because it is super cheap to film in Romania. So they yeah. just set it in Romania. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're in Romania as a college class trip? High school trip? They're in classrooms. I mean, they're in hotels. Yes. But then they're like in classrooms. Yes. And the teachers checking in on this at least 17 year olds yeah to wake them up and just able to open the door to their hotel rooms and wake them up to tell them they have five minutes to get downstairs apparently that doesn't happen that's weird yeah uh and you see how funny and quirky evil ed in the movie is because you hear a cuckoo clock noise when he gets woke up and then evil ed sits up and he has wearing a night mask with eyes on it and it is supposed to be hilarious, but it is not. It is not hilarious. No. No. Uh, Charlie sees Jerry Dandridge outside. Yeah. You forgot also our worst Peter Vincent. Uh, By far. The worst Peter Vincent. Just. Ugh. So this Peter Vincent, again, you, you have to say to yourself, there are no horror hosts. What else could there, what is there? There's Chris Angels of the world. Ghost hunting shows are a big thing. We could mm-hmm. make Chris I'm sorry, we could make uh, Peter Vincent a ghost hunter. Not the worst idea. No. I like I like the Chris Angel idea better. Yeah. But this is that makes sense. Like, yeah. you can buy that this would be the thing. He's got uh, a terrible handheld camera show. Mm-hmm. But this guy's just fucking awful. Yeah. Just terrible. This movie's terrible. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. What do you got for next week? Uh, here. Okay. I do want to talk about one thing. Okay. So... She is this historical figure. I like, don't think I hate her. No. Mm, no. No. Yeah. Um, but the whole premise of this one is she is this historical figure. There was this lady who um, was crazy and would kill virgins and bathe in their blood to maintain her youth. What if that was a real thing? And what if the bit because she was a vampire... And we somehow we need her. She needs exactly Amy's blood because of some convoluted bullshit about being born at the stroke of midnight on a new moon <laughs> when lightning strikes on a Tuesday. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. Um, I thought she was fine. So she's she's actually named Jerry Dandridge, and she's a professor. Because mm-hmm. um, Jerry can be a girl's name. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think she's a lesbian. I th- I think that she's whatever she wants to be. Yeah. A um, couple of things that I, I want to talk about in this movie, and we'll move on quickly because I know you're not uh, wanting to discuss it I much. I have one huge thing I want to talk about, so is, I wonder if it's going to come up. So uh, at one point, Evil Ed pulls out uh, like he has a mask, and he has something else at the same time. And I realized he is Shelley from Friday the 13th Part 3 in this movie. <laughs> Okay, sure. Like, of all the shit that he's going to bring to Romania, 
he brought like this mask and like these party joke things. Yeah. Just like Shelly brought his entire life in like that one little bag yeah. and he chose to bring a harpoon gun and a hockey mask. Yeah, slightly less and, charming than Shelly, but sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah he's less charming. Um, the comic book thing. Ugh. Yeah. Talk to me about this. This is the other thing I want to talk about. This isn't the worst thing. But, yeah, five minutes at least of this movie is just a motion comic. And I love motion. I love comics. I love motion comics. I think that they, they have really um, – it's been a cool way to kind of – make comics come to life and show a, kind of a whole new medium. Um, but this is, this is a feature film. Why is, why did we cut to this motion comic? This didn't bother me. And I think it's the same thing. Uh, we were complimentary towards cabin fever two when they did the similar thing. And I want to ask you what the difference is. I don't Oh, the the animation? Thing? Yeah. Because that, I think, took time. and I don't know. I think a lot of it is that motion comics are cool, but they're also real cheap. And there wasn't anything... The, the cartoon from Cabin Fever 2 was charming and also, like, a thing. Like, the, the that's a difficult-to-produce thing. Mm-hmm. This is literally just you take the comic and you you break it apart and you animate it like you you don't even you barely animate it. Mm-hmm. Um, you just take what's already there and reveal it in different times and move it around a little bit. And it's it smacked of it's in here because it's super cheap. This is the cheapest way we could tell. This. I think that's absolutely true, but I feel like it was unique enough that it didn't bother me. But I could have just been happy that I wasn't having to look at Charlie either. That's fine. So that might be part of it. Um, there's a, there's one really enjoyable moment I hate regarding cross or I love there's one moment I love regarding crosses in this movie and one that I fucking hate. The one that I love is that I think it's evil Ed tries to use his cell phone with a cross on it to scare Jerry away. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work. Nope. And that's fucking hilarious. Like yeah. I legitimately loved that moment. Mm-hmm. The one that I fucking hated mm-hmm. is Evil Ed gets turned and he hugs somehow. How does he, he end up okay. hugging? So he goes to bite uh, Peter Vincent mm-hmm. and he's repelled like the, from his skin. There's something repelling him. And Peter Vincent opens up and he's just got this big tattoo of a cross on his chest. And so Peter Vincent's like, aha, and he grabs <laughs> Evil Ed's head and is like hugs him. Who like, is a vampire, his... so he out out strengthens <laughs> his arms out strengthen mm-hmm. the entire torso of a of a vampire. Right. And he grabs his head and just puts him in his bosom. <laughs> which I thought was kind of interesting and fine. But here's where it goes off the rails is that they cut to a shot of plexiglass with a cross <laughs> tattoo and him slamming his face against the plexiglass. So our camera's point of view is inside Peter's body. His clear body. His with cl- with translucent skin. 
<laughs> it's the worst thing I have ever seen. It's terrible. It is awful. It, uh, it, I hated I hated the cross hurting his face, and then they I was added fi- that. I was fine with that. I hated that. I thought that was actually mildly clever. I hated that. But this, the, and the then, shot. And then oh. they had the shot. It was the... T- <laughs> Just... The worst thing. Like, who and would they, do that? They had to have worked so hard on that shot, yes, too. That cost time, money. <laughs> like, people put that on their resume. Yeah. That, yeah, that was definitely part of the budget. Mm. You know what? It would have cost zero dollars not putting that in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just close up on him burning while he's being hugged into his bosom. That's fine. It was really, it was, I'm glad that it's there though, so that I can have seen it and hated it as much as, I'm glad that we're on the same page with that. Yeah. Um, We got to see a urine stream in a urinal coming from a man. And I wanted to tell you, that was just as horrible as seeing a woman pee. Hmm. All right then. Good. Yeah. So you can't hear a woman pee. No. But you can hear a dude pee. I can hear a dude pee fine. But seeing both of them peeing is equally gross. Oh, I don't even know if I've ever seen a woman pee. <laughs> Why is that funny right now? I don't know, because it is. <laughs> How many women have you seen pee? I don't... Probably, I don't know, probably none. Like, it's not something that I'm into. I'm not I'm not the president. <laughs> I mean, I have trolled porn, and I've probably seen one of those. Yeah. Okay. Never gave me a number, I want to point out. So we get our big climax where you've I got... I know, I did. I said probably zero, but now I think about it, I've probably clicked on the wrong video once or twice. <laughs> so we get uh, our big climax uh, involving giant pools of blood. Um the only thing I really want to discuss here is that back to back, we get the reveal that someone gets a stake through the chest mm-hmm. and then they missed the heart. Yep. Twice. Twice. Not once. Mm-hmm. Twice. Yeah. It's was. It angered me the first time and it made me fucking irate the second time. Well, the first time it was on purpose because he stakes himself. Okay. So, oh, that's kind of, it's it's not, but oh, that's kind of clever mm-hmm. that, you know, she was forlorn because he staked himself in the heart. Oh, guess what? It wasn't in the heart. Oh, shit. Our plot continues. Like, uh, but that's it, fine. Okay. Yeah. Then it's not fine because they do the exact fucking same thing again. Yeah. Um, the only redeeming thing to the end of this scene is that once she actually turns into a vampire, mm-hmm. I think she looks good. Yeah. She has a little wolfiness to her just a little bit. Yeah. But she's just sort of fucked up and still feminine, which yeah. I thought was cool that mm-hmm. they was like, obviously this is a female vampire still. She has still had breasts and curves like a female. Yeah. Um, but is obviously monsterish. Yeah. Monstrous. Monsterish. Monstrous. Um, it's not good totally 100% skip it out of this definitely see Fright Night from the 80s yes 100% thumbs up okay so this is your order is this your order I don't care about an order because Fright Night definitely see okay and then Fright Night the remake 
Uh, it's see to it's fun to watch and say what if. Yeah, watch it not because it's good, but watch it because what what it could have been. You you want to see what it could have been. Yeah, yeah. and then the, both of the Fright Night twos, fuck them. Okay. Definitely fuck the new blood harder though. Um. Yeah. So now since you said you didn't want to, what's your order? Fright Night. Fright Night. Two. Two. Yeah, so original remake, first one, newest one. Yeah. I'm right there with you. That's exactly what I got. Good. I mean, Fright Night 2 is, is probably more overall watchable, but I feel like the highs were higher in... The highs were higher in Fright Night, the remake, and the lows were lower in Fright Night 2. But yeah, um, yeah. The Friday Night remake. The, it was just a lot of blah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I had everything figured out for next week, and then uh, as I'm want to do, I was watching old Clive Barker interviews on YouTube. You were and, watching them. Uh, yeah, and I changed my our game plan for next week. <laughs> Right, right at the last minute. Um, the segue didn't go as good as I thought in my head. Hey, I bought something. You bought something? I bought something. What did you buy, Russ? I bought an original Clive Barker painting. Oh, wow. So it's not here yet. Uh, I'm pretty stoked. I honestly never thought that I would actually be able to own one. Um, but I got to go ahead for my wife because she is amazing. And... Uh, Hopefully it's here soon because nice. it's an original painting. So I'm, it's exactly like everything that I, it, it's not a big one. Mm-hmm. Like the big ones can get like six figures. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be able to ever have one of those, but I never even thought I'd be able to have one. Like I'm going to, and uh, I'm pretty excited, man. I'm really, nice. really excited. Um, I have to like look into how to get it framed and stuff. Like I don't want to just buy a Walmart frame for it. Like right. I want to talk to, so like, got to find out how to like go to an art gallery is or it something. just like a, are you getting a rolled up canvas or is it what uh i don't know what this means it's paint on board what does board mean i i think it means like physical wooden board i don't think so because it's gonna be rolled hmm. don't know then um so i don't know either but um like i, do, I don't know if like i can even trust like a framing place to deal with it like i kind of I don't know. I don't know how to deal with real art. You probably want to go to like, not a Michaels, like an act, like a framing place that's like, a little fancier. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna have a few hundred dollars probably wrapped up into framing that bad boy, but, you know, I want to make sure it's done right because it's a big deal for me. Yeah. So cool. I'm pretty stoked, man. I'm not gonna lie. It's yeah. a, it's a big deal. Yeah. And my yeah. wife is awesome. Bunch of dicks on the wall now. Yeah, it's just penises everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um. So what what changed my mind, I ended up doing this. I don't usually do this, but I've got a little snippet here. It's just over two minutes to listen to. Okay. Uh, and it's I pieced it together. You'll hear the cuts, but I pieced together this little uh, thing that Clive Barker was talking about uh, his movies. And he actually talks about Rawhead Rex here for a minute. Okay. And uh, I think you'll like it. Okay. All right. There's a delay why it's not playing yet. 
That's not it. That was a Beck song. That's. <laughs> I hope you stopped recording because that was really loud. No, I didn't. It was still going. So this is working really well. I was yeah. just going to do this over it so that way. My first encounter with movie making was being approached by a friend of a friend who wanted to make a movie, a horror movie. And I was the only person he knew who was remotely literate. And I came up with an idea which I thought was rather good. It was very schlocky. It was monsters versus mobsters. Uh, the idea being that I'd sort of take a little bit of the Godfather and mix it in with, uh, you know, some monsters, and we'd have sort of a set two. The movie manifested itself, I think, as a movie called Transmutations. About halfway through the second draft of it, I was called up by the producers who said, you know, the trouble with your screenplay is it's a horror movie. <laughs> and I said, yes, yes, that's what you hired me to write. And they said, well, yes. But we've promised our producers a rock musical. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those one of those moments when you realize that this is the way everybody said the movies would be, and now they are. And if you look at the movie, you'll see exactly what... The, the, there's this horrible, horrible compromise where everything is suddenly turned into sort of uh, a bad, bad, bad MTV video. By that time, in my innocence, I had actually signed five of my stories to them. And so I went on in hope that things would get better to script for them, uh, an adaptation of one of my favorite stories, a story called Rawhead Rex, which is essentially about a nine-foot phallus on the loose. And they locked me off the set. They wouldn't let me anywhere near it. And again, the movie's horrible. I was sort of starry-eyed about the whole thing. I think people are starry. I think writers get starry-eyed about movies with horrible frequency, painful, tragic frequency. <laughs> and I, I thought, oh, this is it, I'll, I'll have great fun and so on. And of course, all the classic things that happen to writers when they first encounter the movies happen. Because of both of those experiences, I decided that there was no way forward as screenwriter. I had to make movies myself if I was going to do it. And it was as a direct result of those movies that I made Hellraiser. So because of Rawhead Rex, Justin, mm-hmm. we have next week's movie. We're finally going to hit this tentpole. You've been kind of, you've been talking to me about this one for a while. And uh, I saw that and I heard that clip. I was like, I got to cut that out. Tell us why we have Clive Barker directing. And it was because of Rawhead Rex. Yeah, I mean, it's just always been kind of insane to me that, you know, I mean, here we are in episode 72 and we haven't seen Hellraiser yet. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's 73. <laughs> All right. Clive Barker's Hellraiser. Um, I probably don't need to tell you anybody there what Hellraiser is. Uh, Pinhead is on the front with the uh, box. Uh, I don't know what it's called because I don't know a whole lot about the mythology. Uh, I just opened up my porn or my phone and then there was just gay <laughs> porn. So I have to close it now. Yeah, that's that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Hellraiser is Hellraiser. Uh, I don't know a whole lot. Uh, something about a lady opens a box and hell comes out. Or aliens. I think there might be aliens or something. Or some other being. Mm-hmm. I think it starts with a Q or something, but I'm not certain. Okay. This is just what I know. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um, are you expecting to enjoy this? Or are you expecting... Where Where are you expecting this to fall in, in uh, your the classics 
this was one that always freaked me out. I think more, I think more than like, definitely more than Jason and and things, and maybe more than Freddy, because I don't know. At least as a kid, I was always hell was real scary mm-hmm. to me until probably my mid to late twenties was when I finally shook that. Um, and now I enjoy hell. <laughs> and if there is one, I'm headed there. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I, I'll problem. I kind of fully expect to get a little freaked out. Good. Um, so there's, I've, I've talked before about movies that I like was scared to watch mm-hmm. like night of the demons. I was scared to watch mm-hmm. house. I was scared to watch for years. I was scared to finish watching, uh, I only saw that snippet of Lair of the White Worm. Yeah. Hellraiser is a movie that once I saw it really still bothered me. And I'll tell you more why next week. Cool. Cool. Um, second film. Second film. Oh. What? What's wrong? This is the movie from my childhood that. Oh, you saw this? I did not see all of it. I think I saw maybe 20 minutes of oh, it. Oh, this it is freaking me the then. fuck out. That's awesome. Uh, uh, I don't exactly understand the relationship, but maybe I will. Uh, this from the chilling imagination of Clive Barker. Well, there it is right there. Uh, I did not know he was involved in this. This is Candyman. This, yeah. Um, my friend Travis, uh, as a kid, tried to get me to watch that. And... Uh, you know, we'd have a lot of sleepovers, you know, like fourth, fifth grade, you know, uh, and he would just tr- go into the bathroom and, and say Candyman into the mirror and just ha- only, kn- only knowing of the movie would just freak me the fuck out. <laughs> uh, and you said you did see part of it. Yeah. I think I saw part of it. Okay. It was like, no. So what no, are you expecting? You. What do you what do you think this movie is? What are you expecting it to be? Um, this I th- I'm pretty sure this is just like a, a kind of a Bloody Mary thing. Uh, serial killer dies and uh, can be called back by saying his name. I think I might be a little off. I might be way off. I don't know. Good. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm uh, excited that both of these seem to legitimately freak you out. And yeah. I love even more that they're both Clive Barker. Like um, you didn't even know that the one was Clive Barker. Yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm not. I am looking forward to both of these and totally, totally not at the same time. <laughs> that sounds amazing to me. Yeah. Just so you know. Good. You look physically like you're <laughs> like you're anticipating something. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I'm expecting it to affect me probably almost as much as as your uh, little gay porn bit in the middle there. <laughs> oh, that's good. On that note, Justin, what else do you have for us? Uh, fuck you, Russ. <laughs>